Hello, I'm Alex Bellinger, and this is Small Biz Pod on Monday, the 5th of December. Coming up on today's show, I've got a really enjoyable interview with uh, Heather Gorringe, who is managing director of a business that has just won the Federation of Small Businesses National Business Champion 2005. Heather gives us some interesting insights into how she's successfully developed the business over the years, uh, and an innovative business it is too. Uh, she's also one of the UK's podcasters and podcasts for the company, which is called Wiggly Wigglers, and uh, definitely worth worth listening to. I think more small businesses should be podcasting, and uh, Heather's is a great example of one that's doing so with some success. Now, in terms of comments, um, this is actually probably one of the first shows with no comments, so I hope I've not upset you all. Um, it's probably the Christmas rush, you're probably all heads down, filling in your tax returns and uh, worrying about what we're going to buy your, your partner or children or relatives for Christmas, or even your staff. Um, so uh, do, if you would like to comment, if you'd like to send us uh, some Christmas greetings even... <laughs> then the usual way of contacting Small Biz Pod is to post a comment on the blog at smallbizpod.co.uk or you can email me at alex at smallbizpod.co.uk. Uh, equally, if you have um, an audio comment, I'd be more than happy to play any audio comments from listeners uh, and uh, we'll take a look a little later on at a, a tool that might make it easier for you to, to do that. Now, you'll remember that uh, last week I ran with Right Now Technologies a little competition. Uh, Greg Janforti, who I interviewed on Small Biz Pod number 10, is launching a book in London. Uh, on Thursday this week, actually, and uh, just before I forget, you are all invited to the party, if you can make it. Uh, it will be at, it's the launch party at Zebrano Bar, which is 14 to 16 Ganton Street, which is just off uh, Carnaby Street in London. And uh, if you're planning on going along, do let Krista at Right Now Technologies know on 01753894993. And uh, so, yeah, hopefully see one or two of you there. Uh, but as I was saying, um, I actually received... Uh, Quite a lot of entries for the competition. And uh, the five lucky winners, who they already know who they are, but just so you know that it's, uh, it's happened and the people have, have, have won um, Greg's new book, um, Bootstrapping Your Business. Uh, the winners were Sanjay Parekh uh, from uh, London, Marston Alfred from the Netherlands, Rotterdam, I think, um, Tom, Lo Tom Lodge from London, Richard Harrison from Bath, and Mike Sharp from Swindon. So congratulations to you guys. Uh, I guess Christmas has come early. You should already have your books with any luck, uh, or you will do very shortly. So uh, thanks for entering that. Glad you got the questions right. And, um, you know, one of these days, maybe we'll have another, another Small Biz Pod competition. You never know. Right, let's now move on to this week's interview with Heather Gorringe from Wiggly Wigglers. Okay, now uh, each year the Federation of Small Businesses, which is uh, the UK's biggest, I think, representative organisation for uh, the small business community, um, has a, an award uh, for the best small business champion of the year. And I'm really pleased to say that um, the small business champion for 2005 
is a uh, wildlife gardening uh, products company, if that's the best way to describe it, but we'll hear more about it from uh, Heather herself, called um, Wiggly Wigglers. And uh, I've got he Heather Gorringe, who's uh, Managing Director of, of Wiggly Wigglers, with me on the show today. Uh, first of all, Heather, congratulations. Thank you very much, Alex. We were really pleased to have won the Central Region, let alone the, the National Award. So it was uh, a lovely tea party at Claridge's. Excellent. A great evening and, a, you know, something of, of actual value to win. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I imagine uh, when you enter those competitions, I mean, like most people, unless you're extraordinarily arrogant, you probably never imagine you're going <laughs> to you're going to win it. But um, <laughs> Well, I suppose there is a little bit of an ego trip in it, but yeah. really the reason that you enter them is to attempt to raise your own profile. Yes, absolutely. That's why we entered. And also it helps look at the business from a different point of view. And I think it helps raise the standards that you set for yourself within yep. the business because you're just not going to enter if you don't think you've got something yes. worthwhile. Yeah. And of course you don't think you're going to win, do you? I mean, you know, we're used to coming second in most everything, so <laughs> we cer certainly didn't think we were going to win. Well, there we are. So, I mean, when you actually, when a, you know, when a small business, I mean, when you uh, applied to enter these awards, I mean, was the, was the judging process or the form-filling process quite onerous? Obviously, it, you know, it ended up being very valuable for you, and I imagine you've got quite a lot of good publicity um, from from having won it, um, but mm. is it is it quite an onerous thing to do? Enter these types of awards? No, I mean some of them I'm sure would be, but this one um, we were recommended by um, Lloyd's Bank to enter, mm -hmm. and it came as a form where essentially you answered a set of questions which didn't take too long at all. Yeah. But they were quite detailed. You had to think about it, but it certainly didn't take us half a day to enter. Yeah. Um, and then what happened was that they sent a judge, um, and that was uh, the guy from Lloyd's TSB manager, and okay. he came and um, went through the whole business, had a look round. So we dedicated a couple of hours to that. Yeah. Um, but that was no different to you know a normal a meeting where you're you're trying to explain what you're all about to anyone. Well, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, uh, it it wasn't nothing should put anyone off from entering in terms of time wasting. It, it actually allows you to write up a profile of yourself, which we've used many times since that original entry in yeah. some form or another. Yeah. Um, and what what's life been like since winning? <laughs> Have there been any <laughs> any, un, any unusual any unusual things happened, or are you are you quite relaxed? Um, unusual things happen here most days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, it's it's been really good. We we've been in um, the Mirror. Mm -hmm. We've been on two local radio stations. We've been on our central region TV three times. Fantastic. We've been in our local press. Um, and we've been invited to things that I don't think we would normally be invited to. At the moment, we're looking at a garden in London with regard to actually changing it uh, for a large charity. Okay. I just don't think that that would happen yeah. without having raised our profile, which partly comes from this competition. And, of course, it was great meeting Giles Brandreth and, and yeah. um, you know, hobnobbing at Claridge's and, and in the new year, we get to go to New York, oh, and um, they're hopefully going to match a similar business. I don't quite know how. Right. They're going to match a, 
a similar business out there with Wiggly Wigglers to find ways that we can learn from what's going on out there. Oh, so very interesting. Um, yeah. Six of us are going to go out there and hopefully find some value in that yeah, as well as having a good time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, very interesting. I hadn't realised that, that that was part of it as well. Um, and of course, you're appearing on Small Biz Pod, which is the highlight Absolutely. of the lot. Absolutely. <laughs> Small Biz Pod. Yeah, I, I, I'm re- really pleased that you actually contacted us because I enjoy the show and I, I'm totally into podcasting, as yeah, you know. Yeah, no, I'm, I think uh, you and me both are very passionate yeah. about it. So, yeah, it's good good to have you on. Now, I, mean, I thought I'd... I'd you know, looking at Wiggly Wigglers um, in a little bit more detail since you you, you actually won this award, um, I think I think it's a fascinating business, and particularly if you if you look at your website, there's a there's an awful lot of um, personality comes through, whether that's your personality or you know the personality of the business. Um, and I just wanted to to ask you when you when you decided to to, to set the business up. Did, what were your thoughts on how you wanted to present it? Because I think you've got a very um, distinctive presentational style, as it were, um, which, and, and I guess, you know, podcasting forms, forms part of that. Um, but from a sort of marketing and presentational point of view, what, what, what do you know, did you have any experience beforehand? What, what were your sort of thoughts when you were setting Wiggly Wigglers up? Um, I did go to design college, but mm-hmm. we've worked with our web designer and our... Um, catalog catalog designer who is the same person. Yeah. Um, a local guy, Michael. Um, company's called Mist. And over the years, we've um, become more confident in actually showing what we're about as people as well as yeah. what the business is about. Yeah. And I think that's quite important when you've got a distant based business. So uh, there's no way, Alex, that you're going to call in at our place. No. Because we're in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> you know, passing trade is occasional. Yeah. The population of the village is 63. <laughs> right, um, so okay. uh, the only real contact we get with people is if we go out to them. Yeah. We have a series of open days throughout the year and we do all the major gardening shows like Chelsea and Hampton Court where we actually get to talk to people and also people to talk to us, which is key. Yeah. Um, so it you know you could hide behind the website and the phone quite easily mm. but i don't think it would probably be best for our business because we're about um trying to encourage people to change and and if you're going to try and encourage people to change you have to show if you've changed so yeah. uh, there's a lot about you've probably seen on our website there's a lot about the wiggly garden which yes. um we built as a team um, five years ago here and actually changed the space from being a fairly boring piece of lawn yeah. to a wildlife oasis. Yeah, yeah. And once we'd done that, we figured that it was important to try and connect with our customer in a much more direct way. Yeah. Um, so we, ha- we have become more and more transparent and again, podcasting gives us that opportunity once again and I'm just trying out a blog but as I said to you I'm not very experienced in technology you know I'm a <sighs> new Skyper yeah 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 so um, the blog is, is a little more fearful for me because I'm not quite sure of the balance between business personal yeah. what people want to know yeah. so that that's my puzzle at the moment so I'm just trying that out in a very gentle form yeah um, but I do think it's it's so important these days that you know exactly who you are buying from. That's what people want to know. They want to know that somebody's made a decision 
that means that they're secure. So if you buy from Wiggly Wigglers, it's pretty likely that it's going to be peat-free. Yeah. It's pretty likely that we're going to have made decisions that take that onus of yourself to get everything right all the time. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure there's compromises within our business. I'm sure you could find things that are a compromise. You know, what do they say? The greenest journey is when you never take. Right, <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Um, yeah. You know, th there's no doubt about that. But yeah. we do look at the overall aspect of the business in terms of can we do it better for the consumer and still produce a product that is of great use. So to get in the catalogue, the product has to be practical yeah. and natural. And if it can be produced locally, then it will be yeah. as long as it's competitive. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you're a business after all. Yeah. yeah. And we're trying to offer that consumer value for money so interestingly even though we produce a lot of our bird seed ourselves and it's packed here ourselves it actually does offer really good value for money yeah. uh, but you have got a quality product that you can follow through yeah yeah i mean i i think i mean one of the things that has intrigued me the more i've looked at, at your site and the podcast and so on and so forth is that i, I do think you're a you're almost a, a, a model for a way um, bus a small business or even a big business in the UK should be um, communicating with with its customers these days. You know, the whole blogging and podcasting thing is about presenting a you know a real you know a real human face behind a business. So people actually people actually feel that they know you and are making connections with you. And I'm sure. I mean, I I feel like I know you from listening to the podcasts and and even reading your website. Even though it's not a blog, it's it's a very sort of characterful website. It's not it's not just a sort of shop front. Um, and and to that extent, I think I think you guys are um, you know quite a quite a quite a, a good case study for anyone who who is thinking of using some of these newer tools, whether it's blogging or podcasting. I think that's the case, but I think we're so much at the start of what we can do. Mm. Um, but I would love to you know get into a dialogue with anyone who's thinking about podcasting, because it's to me is the most exciting medium that has come out for years and years. Yeah. You know, Wiggly Wigglers had a website in 96, which in real terms, it, it was quite early on. Yeah. Um, but podcasting, to be able to speak and people subscribe to your radio show in this way. Mm. You know, we, we've got people who email us in who are on the tube. You know, they're listening to yeah, yeah, yeah. us <coughs> on the tube. Yeah. We've got somebody in California. It's just completely going to change the way small business speaks. And for my part, if there's anyone who wants to know how we get on, mm. then I'd be only too pleased to have a chat with them because I'd love to see more small business actually podcasting. Yeah, absolutely. In, in fact, the, the FSB, the Federation of Small Business, um, have asked us to write a little bit about podcasting, mm. but they were comparing podcasting to uh, the fact that they have MP3 files on their website. Yeah. Now, to me, that's all well and good, well done, you know, <laughs> nice to have a bit of audio on the website, yeah. but that is not, to me, what a podcast means to a small business. It's very important that we get across this point that to make this thing work, it's the idea of subscribing 
that makes all the difference. Yeah, and I mean, the, the important thing as well about the, sub the subscribing side is that it's in the hands of the listeners. So what you put out there has got to be got to be interesting if it's just a piece of marketing for your business then no one's people just unsubscribe and you'll be wasting your time but oh, oh totally i mean the content is is key isn't it yeah. but you know it's amazing that you know we, we weren't sure if people would be interested in hearing about phil and the cows and, yeah. you know whether yeah. one's ill or, or or what's happening but they they really genuinely are it's it's giving people who normally don't have a voice a voice yeah. you know you're you're able to get out there and you're right if people don't want it then of course they won't tune in and we we've, we've done our podcast in and and I am not technological but in that way I think it's M4A that you can get the pictures on iTunes oh yes yeah yeah so yeah, yeah. that the chapters are there yeah. and and that gives the customer even more choice if they don't if they're sick of listening to Heather saying <laughs> something silly to Richard <laughs> then they'll skip through that and listen to Monty's Wormcast, yeah, and if absolutely. they're sick of Monty's Wormcast, they'll just listen to Farmer Phil's report. Yeah, and I like that choice. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, it's know, it's a well a well put together it. show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's good fun to make. As yeah. Well. well, I mean, I think I think that's you know th your all of your personalities shine through, and and you can tell that you're having fun doing it, which actually makes it an enjoyable listen, even if yeah. you're not even. I mean, I'm you know I'm I'm actually I used to used to work in a um in a sort of an agriculture an agricultural food business so I'd, um it kind of all the farming stuff kind of quite interests me but i really hate <laughs> gardening to be honest yeah. but nevertheless <laughs> i actually listen and enjoy your podcasts and yeah and it's i think it's one of the uh, amazing things is that is that you you do end up listening to things that you would not have listened to necessarily before and enjoying them so i, I think there's a definitely i mean i i'm not a pr consultant but i listen to the hobson and holt oh report. yeah absolutely yeah me too um, because I, I just really like the 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 difference in them, yes. and I like what they're saying. I don't understand a lot of it, mm. but I I thoroughly enjoy it, yeah. and um, it's just fitting in all these podcasts. But the well, telly no. is gone for me. Yeah. you know, forget yeah. telly compared to podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Now I know how it is. Um, good. Now, um, one I just had one one f further sort of line of questioning. I know that obviously your um. Uh, you're married to Phil the farmer, aren't you? That's right. I isn't am. It? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you before Wiggly Wigglers w was set up, were you yeah. were you just a farm-based business? Because I know many many farms with with the way subsidies and so on and, and so forth have are going and have gone, um, uh, looked at ways in which to um, uh, sort of extend out of farming and you know cross fertilize diversify that's the yeah, word i'm looking for need. that's the buzzword <laughs> um, um is was that a kind of conscious decision or, do, or was that something that just just you you felt you wanted to do well um i was based on a small holding um, my father had pedigree suffolk sheep and that's really where the business had its birth okay but um very soon after that i married phil came to the farm with this glorified idea I suppose it was a business but it was very much part-time um, me on my own yeah w would it work and once I got to the farm you're exactly right um, farmers these days are looking to diversify and there was a set of farm buildings that were not useful mm. um, a lot of it is because of the machinery they use these days means that if you've got a, a low building 
then yeah. you simply can't fit what you want to put in it. Yeah. Um, so Wiggly Wigglers naturally um, got stuck into the um, stable block. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we operated the farm office from um, a bedroom in the farmhouse. So, yes, in a way, it's a farm diversification. And um, certainly the farm has become key to the business in yeah. the sense that it's now a key supplier. And also, we enjoy being on the farm yeah. um, physically. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm sure. Um, and so in terms of growth, I mean, obviously, when you started out, um, it was always going to be a web-based business, largely, wasn't it? It was always going to be a mail-order business. Yeah. Because um, there was no real choice, so I can't pretend that we kind of come up with that idea. There, there isn't really a, much of a choice for us. Yeah. Um, but the web has obviously brought many opportunities. Mm. Um, with regard to growth, we've grown tenfold in five years. So since the year 2000, um, we've grown tenfold. Which is which is pretty impressive. Now, what what do you think was the was there? I mean, there were probably many reasons, but was there was there anything particular that you did, or or any particular decisions that you made that sort of precipitated that that growth? There's a couple of things. I think once we decided to focus on natural gardening, yeah, um, because when you're in the business of worms, then there's a temptation to supply the fishing market for example mm-hmm. um, which which is all well and good but it's not something that really interests us yeah. um, so once we found something that really interested us and like you I'm not a gardener myself but I'm very interested in changing the way that we garden so yeah. the possibility of actually doing something that's useful in our garden instead of just having a barley blue fence and a patio yes. Uh, and perhaps a piece of decking, you know, have your piece of decking, but underneath, can we have a log pile so that ladybirds can can, um, hibernate? You know, uh, practical gardening, gardening with a purpose. Once we um, came together with that focus, that's when, if it's in your heart, you can really start to be enthusiastic about it. And I think if you're enthusiastic then generally your customer becomes more enthusiastic. Definitely. I mean, I know that I suppose that's a bit simplistic. Well, no, I, I, think it's a, I, think people, I think people very often forget that. And I, I think passion is at the core of any successful business, really. Um, yeah, I don't think you could go out and sell something that you didn't enjoy yeah. with as much enthusiasm as if you do. Yeah. Um, but the other key thing is Wiggly Wigglers is part of the community and the community is part of Wiggly Wigglers. So, Mm. for example, in our area, we're the largest employer in our parish. Um, We employ 14 people, 13 of them are women, Mm -hmm. and 11 of them come from a five-mile radius. So it's really the sense of bringing in people who have the same values, but training uh, offering training to actually say, okay, it doesn't matter if you haven't got any confidence on the phone because we can train you. Yeah. It, you know, it, it doesn't matter. As long as you've got the right, what is it, hire, um, hire the attitude, teach the skill. Yeah. And that's very much what the business is about. Yeah. So the, the people are the key to it. And that's why we've managed to grow because we found the right people. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, haven't had to compromise on that at all. Brilliant. 
And of course, that community you talk about is kind of extending, isn't it? Because I imagine many of your listeners and, and many of the people who buy your products feel that they're, they're almost part of, part of your business. Definitely. And um, that's why I was saying to you about the blog, you know, uh, to be able to actually get a, a medium where people can speak back to you and have a view and, mm. and buy into it. And with the podcast, getting feedback from people is really important. And it, sometimes it's, it's hard to justify that in, in pound notes because, yeah. of course, you spend ages... Uh, replying, sorting things out, having a chat, and you know, in our case, often they phone on our 800 number. So right. not only are we replying, <laughs> but we're paying for them to call. And sometimes they phone us, tell us they've got a broken leg. You oh, know. <laughs> okay. But, yeah. But the thing is that if if you can get people that are that that have an interest in you, yeah. then they are actually your fans and, and it's really worth valuing them. It's good and, good um, having a few evangelists on your behalf it, out there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And when all said and done, we're at work to enjoy ourselves. So often, you know, it, it'll be fun that somebody actually does bother to, to respond. You know, when we get an email about our podcast, everyone goes, oh, email about the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, absolutely. so it's, okay. it's just good. Good. So... I mean, Fifty thousand customers, so you can't all. Fifty thousand—that's very <laughs> you impressive. Can't, you can't know them all. Right. One Gosh. One, so where do you go from fifty thousand? <laughs> well, what's the what's the you know what's the five-year plan? Um, well, my objective within the business is to to get between fifteen hundred and two thousand new customers or prospects every month. Okay. And currently, we're achieving that without too much problem don't tell the others also no i'm not doing anything (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay so So you're chief saleswoman are you (laughs) well my job is i suppose to you know raise awareness raise the brand and you know make sure that you know we're out there trying new things which is i have to try and justify podcasting and blogging and uh, and whatnot which you know is is difficult if you only look at things from one perspective and that's the bottom line but luckily in this business we do manage to look at things much, much wider than most businesses that I've seen. Mm. And now that means that we probably don't make as much money at the moment as many other businesses that I've seen. Mm-hmm. But we do have good growth and it is very interesting. And of course, we know that we are profitable, which is important as well. Absolutely. Well, Heather Gorringe, thank you very much for appearing on the show today. It's been a, an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much. Good luck with your podcast. Okay, now I mentioned a little earlier in the show that if you wanted to leave an audio comment, there's a very useful little add-on that you can put into Outlook or Outlook Express if you use either of those uh, email clients. Uh, It's called Waxmail uh, at www.waxmail.biz. And I've got uh, the Hobson and Holtz report, uh, Neville Hobson and Shell Holtz, uh, at the For Immediate Release podcast to thank for drawing my attention to this. Um, it's really very simple. You just uh, press a little icon uh, in your Outlook or Outlook Express uh, toolbar and uh, talk, and it records you. And then you can fire off the audio file, which is an MP3 file, as an attachment with an email. And it's really is as simple as that. And the, the quality is really, really surprisingly good. So if you fancy uh, sending in an audio comment, I'd be really, really happy to receive them. And I think this really genuinely makes it a lot easier to do. 
emails are fine too. Comments on the blog also absolutely great. And that just about brings me to the end of today's show, apart from the music. And this is a track called Close to You by Night Vision from electromancer.com. Lovely bass line in this, I think. <laughs> <laughs> 